listening to the Link Through Social Tech and App Show on Listen Up Talk Radio. Yep, we talk apps, we talk social media, and we talk tech every week. Now here's your host, Paul Wright. of the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show on Listen Up Talk Radio. We encourage you to interact and keep the conversation going on Twitter using hashtag LTS Radio. We want to hear from you, so tweet your questions, comments, and show ideas. Let's build our online community. On today's show, we will discuss how in the very near future, new smartphones will charge in less than two minutes. Also, the serious topic of planning your digital legacy. Plus, we will talk about recent studies that say smartphones are affecting our sleep. LTS Radio will be back after this short break. The music you'll hear on Out of the Blue will be jazz for the most part. No specific styles or genres. Every piece of music is handpicked to deliver quality performances. Out of the Blue can be heard on rtds.ca, live Mondays 1 to 3 p.m., and encore performances Tuesday to Friday, anytime on demand. It's the true spirit of jazz, a touch of everything and then some. Thanks for listening. I'm Larry Green. Welcome back to the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show. Hey, developers, got a cool app you'd like us to review? Get in touch with us on Twitter at Link Through Social. That's L I N K T H R U Social, or at Listen Up Talk. And now back to the show. Welcome back to LTS Radio, where we chat about tech, apps, social media, and the latest gadgets. I'm joined, as always, by producer Todd Miller. How are you today, Todd? I'm doing fine. I have my smartphone in my hand, and I understand we're talking about smartphones. Oh, no. Yeah, there's a couple things uh, we have to go over today uh, on today's show about smartphones. Um, uh, we'll, we'll start off with some, uh, some good news, uh, Todd. Uh, new smartphones will charge in less than two minutes. How about that? Instead of, what, eight, nine hours? Whatever yes. It <laughs> now, if you haven't heard of the Israeli startup uh, company, it's called Storedot, uh, yet you will really soon. The technology has really come a long way in just under one year. Around 10 months ago, they demoed a much larger version of this technology, which took a dead battery from 0% to fully charged in 30 seconds. Now, just a couple of months ago, the investment world showed just how much they believe in this uh, new technology with a whopping $42 million um, uh, cash infusion for their R&D. They're estimating the second half of next year in 2016 will be when the battery is ready for consumer use. Presumably, uh, presumably they need uh, a little more time to further test the technology for safety and you know long-term performance. What do you think of that? Two minutes or less? I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. The, the the scientist inside of me says, "Wow, that's great," 
But then I also think you practically, if you charge something that fast, isn't there an equal and opposite reaction where it would lose faster than a normal charge? I don't Possibly. know. We'd yeah, have to yeah. see, but I, I love it. We'll have to keep an eye on it. Now, there is a little bit of bad news. Um, the batteries can't currently be uh, retrofitted for existing phones. Oh. So yes. So due to uh, due to their design, they are uh, working on that, and and that will you know come uh, eventually within a a couple of years. But cons- considering the turnover rate with phones uh, these days, I, I don't think that's a major problem um, when they release this uh, technology uh, sometime in in uh, 2016. Yeah, I just have to think how far out uh, like an Apple or a Samsung would be in terms of their design process. I would think they're probably two years out. Yeah. So they'd have to get this introduced pretty soon to make it into the next generation of phones or we're not going to see this technology for, I don't know, four or five years, I would think. Exactly, exactly. Unless they... Um, they are continuing uh, to, to work on this to possibly, uh, you know, uh, take care of the, the phones that are currently on the market. But yeah, well, we'll just have to see. But uh, the technology is there, and it's uh, it's coming. And uh, I, I think that's uh, I think that's a great thing that uh, uh, you know, two minutes or less. That's uh, that's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, I think we've all been there where we're just about to head out the door. And we look at our smartphone; it's twenty four percent. What am I going to do? I, I've got meetings. I've got. And then so you bring yeah. along your car charger and you're charging for 15 <laughs> minutes in the car. It goes up to 32 percent. You're going, yay. Right. But you're all happy. And then, and then you're affecting your your chart, your battery life as well. I guess. Because remember, you know, they always say that you should let the battery uh, charge run almost completely out before you before you recharge. And we find ourselves, you know, in uh Urgent situations all day. Oh, yeah, we're doing those little mini charges wherever we are. We go to Starbucks for five minutes, we plug it in, we drain it, we get in the car another five. Yeah, I understand. That's hard on the batteries. I took the subway the other day, Todd, and I thought, wow, what, what, where have we come? Where have we come? This guy was sitting on the floor in the middle of the subway. Um, it was, it was um, upstairs as you go where they have all the little stores and everything. And he was sitting on that floor that must have been trampled on by 20,000 people that morning to where he found a plug to charge. <laughs> his De- what do they say? Desperate situations call for desperate action. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 I saw him bent, bent over there, and I wasn't sure whether to toss throw a coin, coin at him. <laughs> and then I realized he was charging his, uh, his uh, $900 uh, phone. <laughs> so, wow. Wow. Anyways, uh, I don't know. <laughs> to each his own. Yep. Now, did you watch uh, that exciting Super Bowl this past weekend? One of the better uh, actual games, uh, as you know, in, in recent memory that I I, I can uh, recall. I have to admit, I'm not a great sportsing fan, but I did watch a little bit of it, and my son made me watch the halftime show. Okay. Oh, Unwillingly, Perry. I had to watch Katy Perry. It was a challenge, but yeah, anyways, that, was, uh, that, that wasn't. One of the real highlights of this year's Super Bowl, in my opinion. No. <laughs> but, uh, very exciting finish, obviously. Um, and uh, as far as social media is concerned, uh, uh, linked with the Super Bowl, YouTube trounced Facebook uh, 
uh, in Super Bowl ad views, uh, but not shares. Um, there was a close game, obviously, between New England and Seattle on Sunday, uh, but it, but in other arena, the other arena, YouTube handily defeated Facebook, at least in terms of Super Bowl ad views. Facebook videos, however, got shared five times more than the YouTube ads. Uh, another surprise is that a significant number of Super Bowl advertisers either didn't share their ad on Facebook or used a YouTube link instead of Facebook's native ad format. Prior to this year's Super Bowl, many marketers were switching over to the latter in hopes of gaining greater traction in the newsfeed. Such posts looked a lot better on Facebook which in theory attracts more views and more visibility in the newsfeed. Yet Snickers, Kia, Skechers, Loctite, BMW, and Dodge used YouTube links on Facebook, uh, while Victoria's Secret, um, Jubilee, Nissan, Sprint, and WeatherTech decided not to bolster their $4.5 million Super Bowl ad buy with a free link on Facebook. Now, Facebook videos attracted 70.3% of total shares generated by Super Bowl ads this year, according to Unruly, uh, one of the, um, uh, the study groups. Now, despite having fewer videos, Facebook generates five times the share rate of YouTube. Unruly notes that it takes fewer clicks to share a video on Facebook than on YouTube, and that since it's... Um, content that your family and friends shared, you're more likely to view it yourself. So there was a big uh, battle between uh, New England and Seattle, but uh, an even bigger one between Facebook <laughs> and YouTube for the uh, the share of the uh, Super Bowl ads. I don't find it that hard to share anything on YouTube, especially mobile. I mean, you're watching the video. There's the little share exactly. icon. You click it, I, and then it says, okay, where do you want to do it? Stumble upon yeah. Facebook, Twitter? Was a little uh, confused with that uh, with that report. I I just don't uh, I don't understand. I, I I'm like yourself. I, I've I've never had uh, issues uh, sharing. It's because it's just as easily as uh, Facebook. I would. Well, thought. the numbers bear it bear it out because more people went to YouTube yeah. to see the videos, so they're yeah. already there. Worst comes to worst, I just go up to the browser the address line and copy the link out and yeah. paste it. So yeah, exactly. I, are people, I'm not saying anything wrong, but are people lazy when they're on YouTube? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's possibly uh, uh, they're watching lots of uh, YouTube videos and they get a little uh, um, drained, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, I think it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's very yeah. interesting, though. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Now, um, with the rise of uh, mobile, uh, the mobile market, uh, what does this really mean for retailers? Um, in 2015, it's predicted that tablets will outsell PCs, you know, a desktop and la or laptop, for the first time, marking the end of a transition period which has seen mobile move from a marketing afterthought to a core focus in the consumer market. With this change in user and buyer habits, does this really mean that the PC is dead? Um, no, uh, I, I, I definitely believe there's still a, a place for the PC, um, and, and more, more, more importantly, the laptop. I would think, uh, but you know, uh, the numbers are uh, definitely the tide is turning. Uh, no, absolutely, and I was I was heartened when I walked past an Apple store a few months ago, and uh, there was a significant 
proportion of the people that were at the um, the one-on-one sessions with the Apple gurus who had gray hair or let's say no hair. So, yeah. and and I look down and they're all using MacBooks. So I would think the desktop is going to have a, a slow death. Yes. Um, but people still think computer, they think of a box and a screen and a mouse and a keyboard. Right, right. Um, but you can easily take a laptop with you. And I think that's what the older generation is realizing now is, why would I have this big bulky thing that needs to sit in a corner when I can take my laptop? I can sit on the porch. I can sit on the patio. Exactly. I can take it anywhere I go when I travel. Yeah, yeah. oh, for sure. Now, recent research, uh, research from Comscore shows that mobile is becoming the leading platform for shopping. Last summer, 55% of all um, all time spent in with online retail occurred on a mobile device. Phone accounts for 44% of retail internet minutes, with tablets taking 11%. Whether it's for browsing, researching, or purchasing, um, smartphones and tablets have revolutionized the relationship between consumers and retailers. Now. There still remains a hard core of consumers that avoid using their mobile device to actually purchase the items from retailers. 23% of respondents to the study said that they use their mobile to open emails, uh, browse offers or e-commerce sites, but will purchase items via a desktop at home. So there's still a stigma out there, surprisingly, Todd. Um, and, And maybe that's going back to the, you know the the generation uh, we were just referring to, uh, where people are still uh, nervous about divulging their credit card uh, details on uh, online. Yeah, I, I've uh, it's funny. I keep going to Amazon on you know I go to Google and I type in Amazon and I go to Amazon on my browser on my smartphone, and then this little link at the top kept popping up saying you know you're here a lot. Why don't you use the Amazon app? And I thought good idea. Yeah. Now it's blazingly fast for me to go search, find, and purchase something on my smartphone. It's great. And it remembers my sure. details, so it logs in. It's got my account. But it's not yeah. on the phone. It keeps it in the back end, so it's secure. Well, that's it. I, yeah. and I, I think it's just sort of, uh, more of an education to people that uh, th- these, these uh, methods are secure. You know, the, uh, Amazon has you know, spent... Uh, um, you know, millions of dollars on on uh, technology to make sure that um, you're not uh, your your personal uh, spending details are not going to be divulged, uh, and you know your credit card numbers and what have you. And they they also have that Visa, what is it called? That Visa, uh, it's it's the uh, official emblem that you'll they'll put on an e-commerce. Oh, site verified where, by Visa, yeah. yeah verified yeah. by Visa. Yeah. So you know, there's. Um, there's definitely things in place to uh, avoid your your credit card from being uh, compromised. And That's I think we've all heard the horror stories. I've gone to a gas station and had my credit card compromised. A local gas station with the guy I know. So I kind of wonder. Okay, it's probably less risky to shop on Amazon because yeah, exactly. they could refund your money. They could. Eh. <laughs> I'm not worried. No. Now, uh, just uh, one last point uh, while we're on this topic. Smartphone shoppers do buy. Uh, according to that same survey, they spend 18 um, uh, percent less than tablet users um, and 88 percent less than the average shopper, uh, which highlights PC users and traditional in-store shoppers should not be overlooked. 
but in favor of mobile users. But the trend is definitely going towards, um, you know, starting to go towards the the smartphone and the uh, and the laptops. Yeah, and I just recently converted my mom over to Yellow Pages online versus pulling out the paper and looking for a store locally. I said, Mom, that, that thing is out of date the minute it's printed, never mind the minute it hits your doorstep. So It's funny you should say that. It, it just came across my Twitter feed yesterday. I believe it was in Mississauga, Ontario, Canada, that um, they will no longer be delivering uh, Yellow Pages to uh, door-to-door. We still get, I think, one uh, per year, yeah. and it's Yellow Pages. I, I don't recall getting a White Pages directory in many years. Right, yeah, it's 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 been a while, but uh, yeah, they're uh, they're fading out. So if you have one stuck in your basement somewhere, you never know. It might uh, might make a few dollars on, on eBay, <laughs> eBay or Storage Wars one day. Yeah, <laughs> one of those shows. All right, well, we're gonna take a uh, quick break, and LTS Radio will return after this. Buying or selling a home, condo, or investment property may be one of the largest transactions you'll ever make. It's important to gather as much information as you can, and preferably from experienced, successful professionals. When it comes time to make your move, call the Mulholland Ross Real Estate Team with Keller Williams Real Estate Service at 416-230-8500 or visit www.realestatetoronto.com. Whether you're making your first move or selling your much-loved family home, the Mulholland Ross Team offers over 26 years of real estate sales and service across the GTA. Listen every Sunday at 4 p.m. here on Radio That Doesn't Suck to hear the team share advice and information that will assist you with your personal wealth through real estate. Questions or topics you'd like to see covered? Email info at realestatetoronto.com or call the Mulholland Ross team at 416-230-8500. Welcome back to the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show where we talk about, you know, social media, we talk about apps, and we also talk about cool technology. Perhaps you've got a cool piece of technology that you want us to review. Get in touch on Twitter, at LinkThroughSocial, or at ListenUpTalk. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to LTS Radio. Now, uh, Todd, we're going to talk about our next uh, topic here, and I have to admit, I'm guilty of it. Um, I use my smartphone in in bed uh, to wind down in, in the evening, uh, check my emails, and uh, you know sometimes Facebook and that. Are are you guilty of the same uh, uh, the same habit? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yep. Uh-oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I think we all are a little bit. And, uh, it's it's not a good habit, um, but you're browsing Facebook. Uh, you, know, you come across uh, a friend's uh, post, and uh, they're, they're complaining that they can't sleep, and you notice that they post at 1 a.m., and you say to yourself, oh, my God, what is he doing posting at 1 a.m.? And then you look at your clock, and it's... 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're at 1 a.m. going, why are you awake? And then he's going, why are you awake? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, something that has become uh, a, a bit of a problem, actually. Um, uh, re- researchers are calling it a dose-response relationship. Uh, the more you dose yourself with devices, the higher your risk of sleeplessness. 
what exactly is the big problem uh, with the screens? Well, previous studies have pointed the finger at the blue light emitted by all LED screens, which has been found to interfere with production of the sleep hormone, uh, sorry, the sleep hormone melatonin in the brain. Now, that would explain the popularity of apps such as Twilight for Android, which promises to harmonize your screen with the sun cycle, uh, automatically lowering brightness at night, um, and Twilight has more than 74,000 positive reviews about it on their Google Play Store. But uh, that's only the start of the story. Uh, Norwegian researchers suggest they also raise the disturbing possibility that the electromagnetic radiation may be one of the factors stopping us from getting a good night's rest. The hunched over posture that tends to come with screen usage can lead to headaches and muscular pain, and that's not even counting all the ways the internet jolts our tired brains. It isn't just the fact that you're using your smartphone, it's what you're doing on it. All that important looking news and social media may be overstimulating your brain. Even a simple game of that, uh, that candy crush can raise your, your heart rate. So, you know, all these, all these uh, variables uh, uh, using your smartphone, uh, you know, the different things possibly omitting from the smartphone, all could be uh, contributing to your uh, sleepless nights. Yeah, and I mean, I do, I do fire up my smartphone. I have a Fitbit now that I'm using, and I set the alarm for it. But again, I need to roll over. I need to turn the, the phone on. Yeah. Uh, it gets bright. I, I have to scroll through the menu. I have to find the Fitbit app. I have to do this, do that, click, click, click. So it's a couple of minutes before I do all that. And I may have already been laying there in bed, falling asleep, going, oh, my alarm. You wake up, and then that screen, you know, that bright light hits you. Oh, I know. I and then know. sometimes... I'll admit, I'm tempted to go, oh, I wonder if anybody's put anything on my wall on Facebook or my timeline. <laughs> so you go and peek at that. You, oh, I better check my emails, make sure there's no client emails. Yes. Before you know it, it's 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, you, it, 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 it grabs you, and uh, you, 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 you're, you're right. You just don't realize the time and how fast it can, uh, how fast it can fly by. Um, they were talking about, uh, we were talking a few weeks ago about how, uh, with the younger generation, uh, Tumblr is very popular now, and it's just basically scrolling down a list of, of um, you know, constant uh, photos, yep. Yep. and um, you know, people seem to get carried away. In the same survey, they were saying uh, twenty to thirty-five minutes. Once people start looking at these photos, so, my God, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's now three thirty or three thirty-five. If you've been looking at your Tumblr, and uh, like you said, perhaps uh, check your email, your Facebook. Uh, no, no wonder we're not sleeping. Uh, we're we're overstimulating our brain. I think. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's the light. Well, we should be winding down. Yeah, I agree. It's the light, but it's also, you know, okay. Let's say it's only fifteen minutes where we've done what we need to do. Um, you st you're still thinking about that after yeah. you shut the phone off. So it could yeah. be 15, 20 minutes. It could be dreaming about it, what you just read or yep. thinking about the big client meeting the next day. And yeah, that's, your that's whole sleep pattern is getting disrupted. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now, um, in, in China, uh, this is an interesting news story. China's online users have more than doubled the entire U.S. population. 
uh, China has now surpassed 649 million users, uh, outnumbering the entire U.S. population two to one, according to official figures released this past Tuesday. Uh, the China Internet Development Statistics Report documents online usage in the country for 2014 and identify the staggering number of connected Chinese citizens. Uh, there is a great firewall, though. Uh, those who are connected largely um, with, with uh, Twitter or Facebook uh, and Google are blocked or severely restricted. Um, thousands of terms deemed sensitive by the government, such as the N1 party dictatorship, or you know, are are also banned. And China's great firewall is getting harder to break through. Prior to the latest crackdown, many Chinese internet users employed VPNs, uh, which are virtual private networks, to get around the censorship laws. But now these VPNs are also being shut down. Uh, while the huge number of connected users, particularly those on smart devices, um, is in a boom, companies like Apple, which credits a large part of its phenomenal quarterly earnings to its huge Chinese fan base, there is a cost. Strict new Chinese government rules will subject foreign companies to tailor their products for use within China. Now, by insisting that overseas companies give up source code and back-end data on their China-bound products could uh, put a, a you know, huge competitive uh, disadvantage um, in, in the marketplace for China. Just staggering numbers, though, Todd, uh, you know, the amount of uh, people that are, are online in this country. I know, and there was an article a while ago about the Chinese version of Facebook. <laughs> it yeah. it was, didn't have as many bells and whistles, but it was still pretty popular. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, okay, let's uh, quickly move on here. Um, well, because if you're in a hurry, uh, let a robot valet park your car. Okay. <laughs> Throwing your keys at the parking valet as you sashay onto a flight may seem like the stuff of a James Bond film, but already a robotic valet is taking the sweat out of getting on a plane at Germany's Dusseldorf airport. Rather than getting behind the wheel, however, this robotic valet physically lifts your three tons of road machinery and slots it into the pre-designated robot parking bays. Nicknamed Ray by its creators, the automated forklift truck is the brainchild of Germany's Serva Transport. Aimed at business travelers in a hurry, the automatic uh, sorry, the automated parking system can be controlled and booked via an app. All travelers have to do is drop off the car in the designated area, go to a nearby touchscreen to confirm the car is empty, and Ray does the rest. Ray uses sensors to measure and photograph the car. It then gently lifts it and takes it to one of the 249 parking spots that have been reserved for the robot forklifts. The company claims that this space-saving system, which uses lasers and sensors to measure not just the height and width of the cars, but accessories such as the wing mirrors, fenders, etc., can park 60% more cars than a human driver. The system is also connected to the airport's flight data system, so Ray will retrieve the car based on the flight itineraries. The app also lets car owners communicate with Ray if there are any flight delays. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm up for a challenge. I'm going to drive my 73 Dodge Charger with a big spoiler on the back and see how well they park it. 
We'll see what Ray can do. <laughs> we'll see what Ray can do with that. But yeah, that's uh, that's in Germany, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll see that come across uh, to uh, North America real soon. Yes. Now the the final topic uh, today, Todd, uh, is a bit of a serious one, and uh, I think we'll just touch on it today, and perhaps uh, go into a little more depth uh, in a in a future show. Uh, and you know, when I when I saw this come up on my feed and and I wanted to talk about it at first I felt a little uncomfortable but then I, I started thinking you know what this really um, has merit uh, obviously no one likes to talk about death um, but the topic is coming up more and more in recent years uh, about planning um, your social media digital legacy so if someone were to unfortunately pass away um, and they had a Facebook account or they had a Twitter account, um, you know, you might not have had access to that and, and not have access to the password. So it would be quite a procedure to get the account eliminated from Facebook or Twitter. And uh, I, I actually experienced, you know, a very sad thing where someone had passed away and, um, the account wasn't closed and you're still getting alerts on their birthday and it, you know it's it could, it could be very uh, tra uh, traumatizing as well for for friends and, and and family and and the other thing is about emails um you know what happens to your emails uh your email accounts um when you pass away you know perhaps there are um there are confidential things within these emails that should be handled by whoever's looking after uh, your estate as far as business or, you know, even personal. So all this really has to be addressed. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're in this this uh, time now where we leave our digital footprint and um, it's, it's part of life and, and it really has to be discussed. You know, there's a lot of people <laughs> jokingly on Facebook that say, if I go, delete my browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> so, but no, I understand because, I mean, there are uh, there are weird things. I've had a lot of people pass away, unfortunately, this past year on Facebook. And um, there's two things. Either they the, their family knows their Facebook password, so they're able to log on and say, hi, it's Pete. And unfortunately, Pete's left us and here right. are the details. Or somebody's had to go on and post on Pete's wall or timeline saying, yeah, hi, it's yeah. Pete's daughter. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of questions regarding those uh, types of issues. Well, and, and uh, well, I was doing a little bit of research on this. They were even talking about, uh, you know, uh, the person's wishes, you know, if, if they want to leave the account open as, as almost like a memorial or, uh, you know, have the photos. So, so there's lots of different things. And there's a company uh, that I discovered. It's called uh, Plan Departure. Uh, they're on Twitter, at Plan Departure. And um, they've actually reached out to me. So I'm going to try to arrange uh, in the next few weeks an interview with them uh, to discuss a little bit further of how, uh, how they're their system works and, uh, and their services and uh, um, what type of reaction uh, they're getting uh, for their public uh, on this particular thing. So cool. Look forward we'll, to that. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, try to get them on the show in the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to take a, a brief break and uh, come back with our social media shout out of the week, LTS Radio. We'll be back after this.
Dale TS Radio, and this week's social media shout-out goes out to the T.O. Food and Drink Market, which is taking place April 10th to 12th at the Direct Energy Centre at Exhibition Place in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. You can go to their website, www.tofoodanddrinkmarket.com, and uh, follow them on Twitter at T.O. Food Drink M-R-K-T uh, to find out more. They were formerly the Good Food and Drink Show. They've rebranded a little bit this year. Uh, they're going to have all kinds of feature events including a food truck alley, health and wellness area, uh, master classes. So you're going to eat, drink, learn and shop uh, and that's all at the T.O. Food and Drink Market. So make sure you follow them on Twitter. I did the social media hub for them last year and hopefully we'll be in attendance again this year. We'll uh, as the time gets closer, we'll be talking a little bit more about that. That concludes this edition of the Link Through Social Media Tech and App Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Please share and spread the word about our show and continue the conversation on Twitter using hashtag LTS Radio. You can follow me at Link Through THRU Social and make sure you send in your questions, comments, and show ideas. We'll see you next Thursday at 3 and 8 p.m. Eastern on Listen Up Talk Radio. Have a wonderful week.